Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Oh my gosh, man. We are uh, in first place, which is great. And the whole purpose of this episode is to dive into the grades uh, that have come up for the 49ers and try to figure who played well, who played maybe not so well, who's showing you know a lot of improvement, things like that. Uh, just finished over on our Patreon going through the first half of the offensive film breakdown, which, man, so many positives, so many positives uh, that came through. Obviously, we're going to talk some Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance and injury. We're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan, all those different things. Do want to say shout-out to all of the Countdown crew coming through early. I freaking love it. Uh, what's up, Josh? How you doing, man? Man, always glad to see you in the chat, man. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's it's we've we've all slept since things have gone down. Um, and yeah, some people are handling it okay. Some people are struggling. Uh, my my DMs and emails. Oh my gosh, I, I'm serious, man. I need to go back and get my therapy license for some people. Forty uh, ers are in first place. You just destroyed a team by twenty points that you haven't beaten by 20 or more points since 1988. I'm willing to say half the people watching this show weren't even born the last time we beat the Seattle Seahawks by 20 or more points. Um, and so, yeah, th this is the – it's the way it goes. Overreaction Monday, baby. Uh, and let's jump into it. Why not? Um, and if you got your questions, go ahead and throw those up in the chat. Just make sure you tag me. Clayton, the man, is behind the scenes. Um, he is working the board, so he's going to get your questions to me. Um, and I do want to start off with, by saying this, and I think this was the appropriate way to handle things. You mourn and you're upset with the loss of Trey Lance. You have to be. You have to be. Um, good news came out from Tom Pelosero today. It is not. It is not a compound fracture. He is having surgery as we speak on the ankle. That's great news. The fact that, one, you were able to go in and have surgery right away. You didn't have to wait for swelling to go down. So that means the muscle tissue and all that stuff surrounding the issue that you're having surgery with isn't crazy inflamed. So that's great news. Two, not a compound fracture. So it's not in the realm of the Dak Prescott injury. That's great news. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some complications or negative stuff. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when that comes out. But um, here's a real quick uh, clip from Kyle Shanahan talking about going and talking to Trey Lance after the game. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's doing as good as you can. You know, he's, when I went out and saw him, he was just asking me about a couple of the plays before. Um, 
I spelled some of his reads and stuff. So it's the type of kid he is, and uh, I, I'm hurting for him. So You're hurting for him, you know, and I think that's a big deal. I think that's the right way to handle it. Um, I think that's the right way to handle it. Um, yeah, it, it's you hurt for him. And you're upset. Now, a lot of the questions that I've been getting are, man, what does the future for the 49ers look like? It looks like drama. I'm just going to be honest. It's going to be so much drama. It doesn't stop. It, it literally just gets told over to next year, just like contracts do when players, you know, get injured. Um, that's what's going to happen. So we got Jimmy Garoppolo for this year, and that's great. The 49ers front office handled that. Very, very well. Would you rather have a second-round pick and have Brock Purdy starting, or would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo? I think we all know the answer to that. Um, uh, Benji and Daddy asked this. He says, John, do you think with Jimmy's injury history that the 49ers will look into a veteran backup? Probably not. Um, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. They're pretty sold on Brock Purdy, so much so they let Nate Sudfeld walk. Um, you know, somebody like uh, – Kurt Benkert, who was in for a tryout last week, something like that. They're going to bring somebody into the practice squad. There's not a lot out there, but I do expect that transaction to take place Tuesday. Um, they're going to be bringing somebody in. Kyle said as much. Yeah, Marcus says, let Jimmy cook. So you got Jimmy Garoppolo this year. He has a clause that says no franchise tag. Jimmy's leaving. I don't care if he wins the Super Bowl. Jimmy is walking out that door and collecting a paycheck. Um and so where are we next year? Well, guess what? We're going to be right back where we were. Trey Lance coming in, all the drama, national media, all the freaking, I don't, I don't want to go that route, but it's going to be bad. Um, you know, all the people that Trey Lance slept with their daughter, uh, shout out to Colin Cowherd. I'll tag him on this and why he has changed his position so drastically. Um, yeah, he deserves all that Colin does. What a piece of trash. Um, you know, bragging about a kid getting hurt. Dude, that ain't it, boss. Dude, absolute scum of the earth. Um, and I hope somebody tags him in this. I'm going to cut this clip and tag him. Uh, anyway, you don't treat people like that. That's not the way it goes. But um, hopefully Trey had had a good time because uh, they used to be positive. I wonder what changed. Anyway, having said that, let's focus on this game because this is what's important. Sorry about that. Went off the rails a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> let's talk defense because I think defense is what's so important. Defense is going to carry this team. If you look at capital, if you look at draft picks, you look at um, all pros, you look at whatever, defense, defense, defense. Christian, man, glad to see you live here in the chat, my friend. Uh, usually we are exchanging uh, words through Twitter DM. so glad to have you, Christian. Defense is unreal. Listen to these ranks. This is across the NFL. Now, this is before the Monday night football game, so there's still four teams to play. But listen to these defensive ranks. Number one in the NFL in total yards, which that's usually the general metric. The, the two metrics that you go with, total yards allowed, points allowed. 49ers are first. They've allowed the fewest total yards through two games. The fewest first downs through two games. The fewest passing yards. The fewest yards per rush attempt. Second fewest. Rushing yards total. Fourth in points allowed. So again, the two metrics is first and total yards allowed, fourth, and total points allowed. No way you splice this. 49ers are dominant. They're a top one or two defense right now, period. And they're going to have to stay that way. There's uh, Most teams, 
I think that this is key, okay? Uh, Kyle Juszczyk said this yesterday. I thought it was awesome. I think it just says a lot about um, the type of people that we have on this team, the type of people that Kyle and John have brought in, um, you know, through this this whole circus of, of, of Trey and Jimmy this whole summer. I feel like everyone has just handled it so well. Um, and same thing when, you know, guys go down and people step up, you know, with George out and the other tight end seven and Ross Dwelly having an incredible day. Um, with uh, Ty and, and Jeff Wilson uh, having a good day on the ground today with Elijah out, man. It, it really does say a lot about this team and how resilient we are and how confident we are in the guys um, that, you know, get called up when they have the opportunity. How many teams can blow out a rival opponent when they lose their starting quarterback and starting running back? I don't think a lot of teams can boast that claim. Now, why can the 49ers do that? It's because they have predicated their entire roster around strong defensive line play, playmakers on the offensive side, and then you supplement that. And, yeah, you took a huge home run swing on Trey Lance, um, and, you know, it hasn't panned out yet. We'll have to wait and see. We, we got to wait. Kid's only 22. That's best news. Josh asked, did Teray get any steps? No, he was a healthy uh, scratch. He was inactive. So he is on the active roster. But and there were no D line injuries that were reported, so we're fine there. The only two injuries that have come about so far Trey Lance, obviously, and Tyler Croft, his knee. But I can tell you this George Kittle's coming back, he almost played this week. Um, he almost played this week, so I think that's that's important there. Now, if we look at the pro football focus numbers, yeah, it was pretty obvious. Almost everybody scored positively. The top players, Nick Bosa was Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa was crazy. Good. He had the highest score, 89.6. 90 and above is all pro elite level. Um, seven pressures, two sacks, three more quarterback hits, two hurries, two tackles, three solo run stops. Bosa was everywhere. He played 36 out of 49 snaps, and I think that's kind of key. Seattle couldn't extend drives. They were two and seven, two of seven on third downs plus the interceptions, plus the muff punt. They just didn't have a lot of chances. And so when you only get 49 offensive snaps, you're keeping your studs out there. Nick Bosa only missed 13 plays. He was elite. Charles Aminahue, oh my gosh. Charles Aminahue was awesome. Charles Aminahue played great. He played 28 snaps. He was the second highest rated player. 80.4 was his total grade. Three pressures, two quarterback hits. He was all over the place, did have a missed tackle, but there was one drive. It was in the third quarter, which was the same time. And again, I, this narrative is very important to me. Week one versus week two. What happened week one? What was corrected week two? The defense fell down and gave up three straight storing, scoring drives in the third and fourth quarter versus the Bears. Three straight. That same point in time, right after the block kick returned for a touchdown, where it felt similar, it was like, ah, we've dominated the whole game, but now Seattle's got some juice. That same point, Charles Aminahue went out there in three straight plays, had pressures on the quarterback. A paramount drive. One of the and I tweeted out, like, this drive is everything. And the defense held them to three and out, as to opposed to Three and out, plus a penalty, plus a penalty, then a busted coverage, then a touchdown. That's what happened week one. Week two, three and out, done. And it was three straight plays uh, that were credited to Charles Aminahue. Now, I think the defense of MVP so far this season, he came in third. Talanoa Hufunga, golly, man. Uh, finished with a 79.9 grade, had one pressure, 
six tackles, two solo run stops. He did have one missed tackle. Um, he was targeted three times, allowed one catch for nine yards. That's it. He had two pass breakups. Talano Hufunga has already had four pass breakups and an interception in two games. That's unreal. It's unheard of. Yeah, look at David. As I said it, right? Hufunga looks unreal. You're talking defensive player of the year type caliber performance through two games. Is he going to win defensive player of the year? No. If he continues this and puts up 17 games like this, he'll be in the conversation. But he's playing at an ungodly pace. Now, you look at Hufunga and you say, all right, You've seen it once. You've seen it twice. Before the game, we did our top five things to watch for, and our number two was, can Hufunga do it again? Yep, he did it again. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I, I saw the Tart comment, and I love Joukowsky Tart. I really, really do. Uh, by far one of my favorite players. Lots of 49ers I talk to. I ask him questions off air, and I'll say, like, man, uh, who's one of the smartest players in the offense or the defense, whomever I'm talking to? And Tart's name gets brought up all the time. Huge locker room guy. He knows his worth. He's holding out for his worth. He'll land with the team at some point this year. Um, but yeah, it's rough because Hufunga is so much younger and cheaper. Um, I love Tart. I really do. But it's different. We haven't had that playmaking safety in quite a while. You got to go like Dante Whitner, maybe. But the fact that Hufunga, who's classified as a specialty or sorry, as a strong safety in the box guy, thumper, run support guy, the fact that he's making these plays in pass coverage, that's what's different. All of the critique, which there was a lot this offseason, because again, people were invested with Tart, and there's nothing wrong with that. So whenever they see Tart being replaced by this younger guy who had some suspect coverage last year, people came out swinging. And I, I let me say this. I love it when fans or on Twitter or social media or podcasts go to bat for their players. That is a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. I, I do the same thing. I, huge Trey guy, right? Huge Trey guy. Huge Trey Greenlaw guy. Huge Hufunka guy. Like, there are certain players that I'm just like, oh, I freaking love these guys. And I believe them. And a lot of it's because of the draft process where I, I rank 180 plus players before the Niners select any of them. And so when the Niners do select some of the ones that, you know, I quote unquote fall in love with. Yeah, I, I believe in them. Right. It, that that's what happens now. As good as it is to buy in and defend and go to bat for the players in which you love. That's great. That doesn't mean you have to tear down other players. And I think that's where the, the arc changes to a little bit more of a toxic reality. Uh, is that if you did love Tart, you feel you have to tear down Talano Hufunga. Or if you did love Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to tear down Trey Lance. And that's not it at all. Now, that's what the news medias do. That's what the political climate does. That's what all these things are. But that's not reality. And it shouldn't be that way for a fan either. So you can love Hufunga and Tart. It's not a competition. Now, maybe it is because you can't have them both out there. And one did kind of take the position of the other. But being able to look at this and saying, okay, I was all the way out on Hufunga. He had questionable coverage. But you watch those two games. How the hell could you not be totally backing this kid? 
but that's just not what happens on social media. And that's a negative for social media. And the same thing could be, say, for Drake Greenlaw, right? Uh, people were hardcore Drake Greenlaw or hardcore Aziz. Both are correct. They're both incredible. And if you like Aziz more than Dre, there's nothing wrong with that. They are completely different players, different body types, different strengths, different weaknesses. But what I can tell you, without a doubt, the 49ers unequivocally have chosen Dre Greenlaw. So much so, they paid him a two-year extension. They paid him top-dollar money. The 49ers are set at linebacker for a long time. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner are here for the next three years. Minimum. It's incredible. But I also remember everybody talking about why uh, Dre Greenlaw is going to be traded. And every single time I saw those comments in my in the chat, I kept saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. He's not being traded, guys. It makes zero sense. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to be traded. Dre Greenlaw is a trade candidate. And I kept saying, no, no, he's not. This team loves Dre. Now, Jorn, is there any chance Aziz comes back? Sadly, I don't see it. You know, he's that Sam backer. Does he deserve to be paid top 20 linebacker money? He sure as hell does. He's that good. It just sucks that he's buried on our depth chart and can only come in on nickel pack or base packages. Uh, we look at what Aziz played well. He played 19 snaps. Again, out of 49. How many did Drake Greenlaw play? Well, 49. Drake Greenlaw played 100% of the snaps on defense. Aziz played 19. Less than half. That's just the reality. It has been the reality. It has not changed. The 49ers have not wavered. When Dre was injured, Aziz took his spot. When Fred Warner gets injured, Aziz takes his spot. But Greenlaw stays at that will backer. That's not changing. And it's not going to change. Um, and I wish you could keep all three of them, but there is no way you can pay Aziz what he deserves and tell him, hey, by the way, you're only going to be playing a third of the snaps moving forward, and we're going to have to pay you a little bit less. That's not fair to him, and I don't want that for him. I want to see Aziz would be the starting number one linebacker on at least 10 teams in the NFL, at least, and he deserves that. Now, he also deserves the 49ers who have cultivated and developed and believed in him when other teams didn't. Brown man is an undrafted free agent. That dude needs to go get paid. My guess, he's going to make six to seven million dollars somewhere else and start, and the 49ers will get a compensation pick for it. Who's the loser in that? Nobody. Nobody. And Kelly, thank you. We still got a lot of studs on our practice squad. You remember Curtis Robinson? We kept, he's on IR. Um, yeah, Marcelino McCrary ball, he's there as well. Like, they're yeah, we're fine. 49ers are fine at linebacker. It is unbelievable. David says, maybe we move Aziz before the deadline. I don't think you do because what would you trade Aziz for? Sixth? Maybe a fifth rounder? Or you keep Aziz. If somebody goes down, he steps in. Linebacker stays on par. Then he signs elsewhere, and then you get that six-round compensation pick the following year. It's the way the 49ers are doing business. Now, if somebody wants to overpay and give you a third or a four, okay, now we're talking. But Aziz is a part of this team as much as anybody. Now, a snap count might be a lot lower than Dre's, and that's not a bad thing. But Aziz is a leader of this team. Aziz is a part of this team. And unless you can get something crazy, which off the, law, off the ball linebackers, a lot of teams don't value. The Arizona Cardinals do way too much. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're stashing Robinson, McCrary Ball, those two dudes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are going to be fighting for that spot. Uh, th there's, there's no way. 
Um, and I, this they want him to play out his final year. I agree. I, I like that. So maybe you get something, and, and you can kind of figure that out. Um, but anyway, now if, if we're just talking linebackers, um, the highest rated linebacker this week was Dre Greenlaw with a 70.3 grade. He did have another missed tackle, which that's two weeks in a row he's had a missed tackle. Very uncharacteristic, but he also led the team in tackles. Seven tackles, four solo run stops. Wasn't the best in coverage, um, but didn't give up as much yak as possible. Uh, you know, again, the, one of those was one of the missed tackles that he had. Aziz finished as the 10th highest player with the 68.2. Warner finished 12th with the 66.6. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of look at those things. But, again, you look at Aziz. I mean, he played well. He had two assisted tackles and 19 snaps. Aziz was good. And I one of my favorite drives of the game were – Kinlaw and Armstead just clogged the middle three plays in a row. Aziz made the first play. Warner made the second play. Greenlaw made the third play. Three and out punt. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. D'Amico Ryans is on the sidelines. That's how we draw it up, baby. <laughs> Which, like, that that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I completely disagree with this. Uh, Antonio, I'm only throwing this up there to completely just go against this in every way possible. Trey Lance's career is over in the 49ers when he start over at quarterback. Yeah, that's I completely as opposed to this as I could possibly ever be. That makes zero sense. The kid's 22 years old. He has um, an entire year to rehab and be ready to go. It's not a compound fracture. He's going to be just fine. He'll be 23 years old. He'll be Still, I think he'll be the second youngest quarterback starting next year, even after the new draft class comes in. No, that's total wrong on that one. Uh, wrong on that one. So, anyway, back to let's talk negatives with the defense. Defense play great. We talked about how great the defense is, but some players uh, struggled a little bit. Kerry Hyder couldn't bring down Geno Smith a couple times. He was the lowest graded player. He got 14 snaps, finished with a 55.9 grade. Even though he had three pressures, um, he just didn't get there in time. Eric Armstead, again, I'm saying this. First week, Eric Armstead was bad. This week, Armstead was consistent, didn't make any plays, had no pressures, um, didn't really do much, but, man, he clogged the middle. And I thought that's his number one job on this team. You want to add in a little bit of pass rush, a little bit of what's uh, other things, but even though he was rated so low, he did his job. Drake Jackson, second week in a row, he's in the bottom three. Uh, so, like, those are kind of your bottom three. But overall, all the grades were relatively positive. Usually you get one or two grades that are in, like, 20, 30, 40s. The lowest grade was Kerry Hyder with a 55.9. Yeah, not a bad grade at all. Uh, really wasn't. And... You know, let's go back to Kyle Shanahan here. A little tongue-in-cheek here talking about the defense. The defense was unbelievable. I mean, I just got on them for not shutting them out. They took offense to that. Um, (laughs) But, no, you know, I know I was being sarcastic with them. But, no, they were unbelievable today. Um, Did great versus the run. And um, getting those two turnovers were huge. And getting the one on special teams. Yeah, that's big. Uh, They, And this is what has to happen. Moving forward, this is the protocol. Defense has to be great. Run the ball. Limit turnovers. Limit turnovers. Now, a couple things I do want to bring up again. Tomorrow, I'm so pumped. 
going to be live on 49ers.com with their supporters club um, tomorrow at noon. Our Wayne Breezy show is going to be pushed back just till 3.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But yeah, man, absolute dream come true. Really, really excited to be working with the 49ers. You know, it's fun covering them, but working with them is going to be really, really cool trying to talk through that community. Um, and also this week, man, flying out to Denver on Friday. So excited. Going to be hanging out with Navarro Bowman. But more importantly, hanging out with you guys. You're coming out to Denver. I'm telling you this right now. Um, we got you covered. Saturday night, come party with Navarro Bowman. Sunday, we've got the best tailgate in the world set up. I'm so excited about this. Uh, you know, walking to the stadium together as a giant party. Going to be incredible. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. If you're not going and you know some friends that are going, please share that information. Thank you, David. Appreciate um, the kind words, my friend. But, yeah, and we're going everywhere. So, uh, <coughs> We had some issues with the Mexico City trip just on the, the site. It was sold out. We got more things because what's happening is for the Mexico City trip, we're bringing charter buses everywhere. So when we sold those out, now we had to get more charter buses. So I'm making sure that we got everybody covered that gets their tickets. Uh, and so we're going to have to see that. Um, oh, what's up, Ramley? We, we got uh, Rams in the house. He says the early goings on in 2022, it's so crazy. Whether it's the Rams game, which was crazy, you know, week one to week two, or the Cardinals, probably one of the... There were so many great comebacks yesterday. Um, it was unbelievable. The Cardinals, the Jets, the Dolphins. It's crazy, man. Uh, it, it is absolutely crazy. So, uh, <laughs> Kelly says, man, what is the big topic on tomorrow's show? I've got a couple meetings with them. We're doing some uh, pre-show planning. And, again, the whole thing, and I think a big reason why they reached out to me, I think fan <laughs> – the 49ers are trying to develop quality fans, which we have the greatest fan base in the NFL. Uh, I'd say us, the Steelers, there's a couple like really good ones out there. We travel so well, but there's a lot of people pushing positive, wonderful experiences, right? That's what we're about, bringing people together. And I think that's why they reach out to me. And so, yeah, trying to bracket this conversation, which is rough and it's a toxic environment, around positivity and community building, I think that's probably what that is. So, yeah, we're going to talk a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to talk 2022 outlook, uh, which is really, really important, what some expectations are, but also long-term. Um, I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. I still think that this is going to – Trey Lance is going to have every opportunity to have this team moving forward. It just makes too much sense uh, to me. It just makes too much sense to me. So let's flip the script, baby. Let's go to the offense. The 49ers kind of ha had their way. There, there's no doubt about it. Now, if we look at the big picture, step back, where are the 49ers' offensive ranks amongst the other 32 teams? Again, this is before Monday Night Football. We're recording this, so really it's 28 teams. Here's where they rank, at least the top of them. First in rush attempts, which is Kyle Shanahan's thing. We're averaging 41 rush attempts per game. That's crazy. Third in rushing touchdowns, fourth in rushing yards, sixth and interceptions, only throwing one interception. Control the ball on the ground, long plays, long drives, and don't turn the ball over. It's not a surprise. Uh, if you've ever watched Daddy or Son Shanahan, that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Now, if we look at these individual performances, Man, and, and, you know, again, like I said, Patreon, first half's already up on the offense. I loaded that right before. 
I went live with you guys this morning. As soon as the film came up, I was like, let's go, let's go. And after I finish this, I'm going to do a whole other uh, thing over there. Aaron Banks, number one rated player, baby. He has been positive back-to-back weeks. 77.7 grade was just incredible. Uh, played really well. A lot of highlight reel type blocks, which that's new for Banks. Uh, that is incredible. Uh, Debo Samuel came in second, 73.3. Trent Williams, 73.3. Jeff Wilson Jr., all right, 72.5. I thought he played well. I really did. I didn't think he was great. I thought he was really, really serviceable. Um, and exactly what Jeff Wilson does. Like, if you keep getting that, great. You do need to supplement it, though, with Debo and with Ty Davis Price. I was very disappointed that Jordan Mason didn't get any snaps. Man, you were up so many points late in the fourth. Why not go put Jordan Mason in? Let him get some work. I just didn't get it. Why are you still running uh, Jeff Wilson, who had so much work in the game? Like, I just, uh, again, you know, if you want to talk criticisms, which are fine, you should criticize your team. There's a big difference between criticizing your team and trying to say you should fire a coach that was just at the NFC Championship last year. That's just asinine in my opinion but uh, that's okay um yeah there there are criticisms why not develop some of these younger guys that you're going to need whenever the plays didn't matter and so the fact that you're running jeff wilson jr with like less than a minute left and you're up 20 points i don't understand that whatsoever debo and them still in the game i don't get that get Danny gray out there get ray ray out there get all those guys out there get some backup alignment in there let them get some snaps but hey man that's their prerogative um, Ayuk finished fifth, McGlinchey sixth, Jimmy Garoppolo was seventh with a 66.5 grade. We'll get into his stuff just a little bit more. Uh, Juwan Jennings, I got to talk about. Juwan Jennings was unreal, jumped off film. So, what what is pro football focus, right? It, it brings an analytical snapshot to what happened repeatedly. Okay, because again, there's 76 snaps on offense. This grades out every single one of them. So if you're looking for the highlight or the low light PFF, that's probably not going to show up on there. But this shows the consistent nature of those 70 plus snaps. And let me tell you this. Juwan Jennings played 35 snaps out of 76 run blocking. Dude was bullying people. They put him a couple plays into the Kittle role. He was doing Kittle's backside samurai blocks where he goes and takes on a defensive end or he does the kick out block. Everything's flowing to the right. He goes against the grain and he was freaking owning people. You saw the fight at the end of the game between him and Diggs. He almost drew a penalty against Diggs. It would have been against him. Dude, he had an 89.1 blocking grade. To put that into perspective, the next highest grade was um, Trent Williams with a 72.4. Dude scored a 16.17 point, I'm smart, higher grade than freaking Trent Williams. Run play, and Trent Williams was great. He was awesome. Juwan Jennings was great, man. Thank you, Shot J. He says, like, subscribe, Patreon, support the show. Uh, I love it, man. I really do appreciate that. Um, and I, I'll say this. The running game was everything. Listen to Shadahead talk about running the ball 45 times. Uh, well, yeah, we always want to run the ball. Um, we definitely didn't have a goal of 45, um, but usually that means some good things are happening. That means your defense is playing well. It means you're controlling the clock, and it usually means you're doing all right on third down. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 
with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And that is exactly what took place. Uh, 49ers just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, and it was successful. Now it did take a huge drop whenever Jimmy Garoppolo came in, the running efficiency for sure, but he was able to supplement that with throwing the ball on some third downs and getting some first downs that way. So uh, it's it's interesting. It's going to look different. We've seen Jimmy back there. We know what it takes to win with Jimmy. Defense has to be great. Running game. Now we are going to play against some teams that are going to do that six-man bare front and force Jimmy to beat him through the air, which we saw, I think, four straight weeks. You know, week 17, um, week 18, wild card, division round, like we saw it during those times. We're going to see it again. We are going to see it again, especially when we play the Rams. Make Jimmy G beat you. That's the new way to stop the 49ers, and he's going to have to prove it. He's going to have to prove it. Now, when all those things happened, he had the injured hand and the shoulder and all that stuff. We'll see here. We'll see. He's got some time. Uh, hopefully, he can answer that call. I'm happy Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. I hate that Trey Lance is hurt, but I'm, I, I like Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Now, worst graded players. And I thought this was a little alarming. Uh, Tyler Croft was the lowest rated player. He got injured as well. Not sure what the long-term issue is with that. It was a knee issue. But Kyle Juszczyk and Jake Brindle, back-to-back weeks, bottom three graded players. And Juice made some good plays, but, man, he made some bad plays as well just in the first half. Jake Brindle, he's either great or bad. He's, he's, he's the opposite of consistent, and that bothers me. It really, really does. Now, before we jump into some more stuff, some more detailed approaches, real quick word from our sponsor. While the Chargers and Chiefs prepare to battle for the AFC West on Thursday night, prepare for your winning season at MyBookie. Some like to bet to earn, some want to bet to make it more exciting. Either way, MyBookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick. If you put in $250 deposit, you get $500 in your account instantly. And you can use your funds to bet on as many games, contests, props as you want. All you have to do to claim your bonus, head to 
mybookie.ag and use promo code 49ERS. That's 49ers. Designed to add more excitement to the games and the sports you love. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag and use promo code 49ERS. All right. So if we look at just pressures allowed from the offensive line, such a clean game. Zero sacks. Again, there was a sack, but that was a extra blitzer that came, so it's not attributed to the offensive lineman. Zero quarterback hits allowed. Two pressures. The two pressures, one was by Trent Williams, one by Aaron Banks. Spencer Burford keeps coming out clean. And, you know, if we're talking about who I think Jake Brindle had a bad game again, he had a couple miscommunications. Um, but if Brunskill comes back healthy – which I doubt he'll be back this week. Brunskill should get some work at center. I'm just saying, like that's that's a reality that needs to happen. Now, one of the most important things from the game that I thought was Jimmy Garoppolo's willingness to throw the ball outside the numbers deep. We haven't seen that. Now it was Trey's game plan, which that's a Trey thing, but it was so successful. Uh, drew two pass interference penalties. And, you know, he didn't complete any pass over 20 yards, but he did draw one penalty. Um, and it, again, it flexes the defense back. So I'm hoping maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder is healthy. Kyle Shanahan will trust him to air it out. And you don't have to go to just Jimmy Garoppolo throwing it just between the numbers 10 to 15 yards. That's not a successful way to win a Super Bowl. And so now that you're going into this, now you're in week three, you're in first place, you're one-on-one. Every team in the NFC West is one-on-one. But the 49ers are in first place because they have the only divisional win, uh, which is important. And again, step back, put perspective into this. You got a divisional win against a team that has kicked your butt for over a decade in divisional play. You've always done fairly well against Arizona, and you've always dominated the Rams. So if you could just maintain those things while also beating Seattle, you win your division, you're in. You get into the playoffs, we have seen this roster is built to contend in the playoffs. You just got to get there. You got to get to the dance. So 49ers are in great position. I'm excited about that. But you got, again, I, squishy banana. Kyle needs to trust his quarterbacks. Yes, you got to trust Jimmy. Let him be salty. Let him talk trash. I don't know if I, I don't have this clip up right now. Um, but yeah, he was a little salty. Like he even said, yeah, you know, I was just kind of out there winging it, reminding me of 2017. Uh, we didn't really have the game plan and all these different things we were trying to do. I was just out there throwing the ball. Let him let Jimmy cook. Is that an actual like thing? Oh, I feel gross just saying that. Um, from oh, I love this from SC Cyrus. Oh, S Cyrus. There we go. Love that take on Jimmy G. He's got something to prove and hope he stays aggressive. Yes, salty freaking Jimmy is a great thing for the 49ers. It really, really is. And I hope that's just his, his attitude. Because when was the last time we saw Jimmy play elite-level football? It was those five weeks, the 2017 season, right? When it was the last year of his contract, he was playing for his future, he went out there and just cut people up. Maybe he's back now. You know, he came out week three versus the Chiefs towards ACL that next year. Uh, myself and a lot of other people would argue, never looked the same. Quit stepping into his throws at that point, and it was just all just kind of arm whatever. But if his shoulder is healthy and if he's finally healthy and recovered, 
man, let them do that this stuff, man. Um, yeah, chip on the shoulder, plan for a contract. That's a great thing. You know, a lot of people were talking about the incentives that he he took a huge pay cut, but he put it all in incentives. And guess what? He's going to get it all back. And I hope Jimmy gets every damn penny because if he does, that's best for the 49ers. That's best for this season. It's best for the team, the fans. It's best for him. I love to see people get paid. Now, Jimmy's been paid a lot. Uh, um, and, hey, man, go get your money. Because the better Jimmy plays, obviously, the better it is for the 49ers. But the more money he signs for, again, huge compensation pick for the 49ers coming back. Whether that's a third or a fourth round pick. Or if he plays bad, it's got to be a fifth round pick. But, again, keep getting those thirds. Keep getting those thirds. Anyway, I'm punked, man. Um, it's not the <laughs> it's not the way we wanted it to go. There's no doubt about it. Nobody wanted to be where we are right now. And if you did, stop listening to this show, man. This, this is probably not the place for you. But you got to be happy with where we are. Um, you feel for Trey. I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy out there. You feel for Trey. But the 49ers are in good hands. And all the people that were saying they botched the Jimmy G situation and all that stuff, just completely wrong. Um, anyway, before we jump out of here, Clayton, do we have anything else that we have missed, my friend? Uh, if we did, let's get that thrown up here. What's up, Clayton? How are we Absolutely. doing? Absolutely. Oh, we're doing fantastic, John. Um, I just got a tweet in here from Kylan Mills. She writes, the 49ers say Trey Lance underwent a successful surgery on his right ankle this morning at Stanford Hospital. He's got two injuries that had to be repaired, a fibula fracture and lim ligament tears. He is expected to make a full recovery before next year. So, That's, so here's the thing about that terminology. A fibula fracture means it's not compound, the clean break, right? So whenever you saw the whole DAC thing and the legs just like, um, that's what that is because that took place higher up. That was the fibula and tibula. That's what's called the compound fracture. I know this because I had one. Um, and so the, the ligament damage, this is the ankle dislocation, right? So the ankle, uh, that's combined by ligaments on all the sides. I don't want to get into all that, but that's the issue. So you have to – Repair the ligaments and the fractured fibula. Fractured is key there, which, again, there is nothing from that. Now, surgeries and medical procedures obviously can go askew, but there is nothing from this that would make it believe to be like a serious, you know, long-term issue. It just mm -hmm. does not, just based on the terminology that's been released, they're obviously not going to release all the details, but this is doesn't seem to be the biggest, you know, Whatever. This isn't Alex Smith. This isn't a Dak Prescott. It's not even in those tiers because it was a fractured fibula, not a snapped, and not the tibia wasn't even involved. It's lower on the leg. So more good news for Trey Lance. More good news for Trey Lance. So, Clayton, anything else we missed, my friend? I think we hit everything, John. What do you good. say we wrap this thing up? I like it, man. Um, I'm going to head over to Patreon. I'm going to do some more breakdowns over there. We got to get through a lot of film. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, also, man, I didn't even load the picture. Um, we do a monthly Zoom hangout. We do two of them. But uh, I thought it was time to do one this week. So Wednesday night, um, 5 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to be doing a Zoom hangout over on Patreon. And if you haven't joined that yet, come check it out. Um, strongly, It's Jerry Rice tier and above. Uh, so come sign up, check it out, join us. You got the Zoom links already been posted over there, and we're just going to sit and talk, and we're just going to have a, a session 
People can get stuff off their chest, be heard. We can talk. We can argue a little bit. Trust me, it's one of the best hours of the month. It's incredible. And just come check it out. You don't like it, then you can cancel afterwards. But I promise you, it's probably not going to happen. Um, so thank you, Shache. Like, subscribe, Patreon, all those things. But until next time, I want to say thank you to Clayton, our executive producers, James W., 49ers George 365, always there. Uh, Clayton, you are the man. Thank you, my friend. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.